What are some of the qualities that make for a good marriage partner? How do you become the ideal spouse? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. Today we are on page 75 of Tractic Subas. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman and we learn why married life is always better than staying single. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. Prior to entering the land of Canaan, Joshua sent two spies from Shittim saying, Go spy out the region of Jericho. So they set out and they came to the house of an innkeeper named Rachav and lodged there. The king of Jericho was told, Some men have come here tonight, Israelites, to spy out the country. The king of Jericho sent orders to Rachav, Turn over the men who came to you and entered your house, for they have come to spy out the country. The woman, however, had taken the two men and hidden them. It's true, she said, the men did come, but I don't know where they came from. And at dark, when the gate was about to be closed, the men left, and I don't know where they went. Quick, go after them, for you can overtake them. Meanwhile, she took them up to the roof and hid them under some stalks of flax. So the men pursued the spies in the direction of the Jordan down to the fords, and no sooner had the pursuers gone out than the gate was shut behind them. The spies had not yet gone to sleep when she came up to them on the roof. She said to the men, I know that God has given the country to you because dread of you has fallen upon us, and all the inhabitants of the land are quaking before you. For we have heard how God dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when you left Egypt, and what you did to Sichon and Og, the two Amorite kings. Now, since I've shown loyalty to you, swear to me by God that you in turn will show loyalty to my family. Provide me with a reliable sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and save us from death. The men answered her, Our persons are pledged for yours even to death. If you do not disclose this mission of ours, we will show you true loyalty when God gives us the land. When we enter the country, tie this length of crimson string to the window as a sign to protect your home. She let them down by a rope through the window, for her dwelling was at the outer side of the city wall and she lived in the actual wall. She said to them, Make for the hill so the pursuers may not come upon you. Stay there in hiding three days until the pursuers return and then go on your way. Let's look at today's Gemara. Reish Lakish said, It is better to dwell together as two than to dwell alone as if a widow. Abaye said, One whose husband is small as an ant, still does she place her seat among the noble women. Rapapa said, One whose husband is a woolcomber calls him to sit with her at the entrance to the house. Ravashi said, Even one whose husband is a kalsa does not require lentils for her pot. It was taught all of these women stray and hang it on their husbands. Let's analyze the Gemara. This is one of the pieces in the Gemara that clearly requires expounding. The various examples offered by the rabbis suggest a deeper meaning that meets the eye. We have five lessons here. The first teaching from Rish Lakish is that it's better to be married than single. While that may sound obvious to many, not everyone believes that axiom. Some people have been single for longer than they anticipated, and the older they get, the pickier they are. They become entrenched in their own personality and lack any desire to adjust their lives to make space for another individual. And then there are those who have had unfortunate experiences in their relationships and assume that all marriages are awful. They see their happily married friends and presume it must be a facade, just a show. Just like they were able to fake it when they were married, pretending to the world around them that life was rosy, everyone else must be in the same boat. The only difference is that these other people must be lacking the courage to walk away. Rach Lakish teaches that it's not so. Most people who are married actually enjoy being with their spouse most, if not all, the time. Marriage might require work, but a couple where each spouse is committed to serving one another will have a wonderful life together. And as true as that might be right now, it only accelerates with age. 
Who wants to be alone at any point in their life, let alone in senior years? Whether you are single today because you've decided you think life is easier without accommodating another individual with all their quirks and idiosyncrasies, or you've been burnt by a bad relationship in the past, Reish is asking you to reconsider. It is better to dwell together as two than to dwell as a widow, he says. The second lesson comes from a buyer who says that it's okay if your husband is an aunt. Not only is it okay, but having a husband who is an aunt will seat you alongside nobility. Rashi explains that the meaning is that one's spouse is a regular, non-famous, everyday person. If this concern existed in Talmudic times, it's certainly a worry in the 21st century. We live in a world where status is measured by the number of social media followers that one has. Fame is equated with success and greatness. To a certain extent, human nature has always been that way, but social media has exacerbated the issue. A buyer comes along and teaches that fame might help you in some areas of your life, but it won't make you a good spouse. The mark of a good spouse is humility. Look for someone who's not constantly trying to outsize everyone else, and you'll have a life of bliss that surpasses even the nobles. The next lesson is from Rav Papa, who offers that a good spouse is a wool coma. What does a wool coma do? He painstakingly filters out the short fibers from the wool in preparation for the yarn spinning and the creation of the garment. According to Kabbalah, all good in this world is enmeshed with clippers that must be removed in order to elevate the sparks of goodness. Clipper literally means a shell or a peel. The analogy is of an orange peel or an eggshell that needs to be removed in order to reach the goodness beneath. That's what the wool comb is doing, removing the bad fibers to refine the good fibers. Incidentally, we should point out that on Shabbos, we're not permitted to remove the bad from the good because it's an act of creation. That's what we were placed in this world to do. Rapapa reminds us that most people look for the easy path in life. Life is about pleasure maximization. But the ideal spouse is the person who's willing to roll up his sleeves and work to make this world a better place. That's the person who will sit with you at the entrance to the house. He'll be an equal partner in all the household and family duties and never shirk responsibility. He puts family first and himself second. Next, we have Rav Ashi, who says that a wife whose husband is a kalsa does not require lentils for her pot. Many of the commentaries translate the word kalsa as shame. However, based on Rav Ashi's reference to the lentils, the Aruch relates the word to the Mishnah that discusses kalse hakruv, the section of the vegetables that protect them as they grow. The Yachin translates the word as helmet. All too often we are impressed by people who are exciting and adventurous. Such people might make for wonderful friends and good company. But when it comes to choosing a spouse, yes, you need to find them fun and exciting to be with. But you also need to prioritize the traits of safety, security, and protection. A good spouse is adventurous, but at the same time measured and considered. The reference to the lentils might be a play on words connecting the two types of vegetables. Lentils are traditionally foods of mourning, symbolizing the circle of life. Rav Ashi appears to be saying that when our spouse is sufficiently protective of the family, he will avoid tragic situations. The Gemara concludes that these women stray and hang, depend it on their husbands. While this teaching is difficult to comprehend, let us suggest two explanations. The first is that when we choose a good spouse per the description of our sages, we might make mistakes in life, but that spouse will always be there to depend on. They're forgiving and understanding. 
While the Gemara uses an extreme term for this idea of straying, it could possibly be a figure of speech to suggest acting erroneously. The second explanation is related to sustenance. In the story of the spies that Joshua sent to Canaan, they stay at the home of a certain zona. The Radak explains that the word has two meanings. Sometimes it means to a woman of ill repute, and other times it means an innkeeper and derives from the root word for sustenance. We use the word in the first brach of benching, birkat ha-ma-zon. He suggests that the connection between the two meanings is that both cases imply that a person who's available and open to all customers. Perhaps we could recalibrate that idea and suggest that the double entendre means that she provides sustenance for all. In other words, the root word always implies sustenance. With that meaning in mind, perhaps we could suggest that the Gemara is the classic adage behind every great man is a great woman. This statement is a little outdated. Nowadays, it cuts both ways. Any successful, happily married couple will tell you that it's just as true the other way around. Either way, the important principle here is that a good spouse sustains their spouse and gives them all the credit. That might mean supporting the spouse while they're building their career or engaged in full-time kolal or academic pursuits or running a political campaign. And sometimes it simply means giving a spouse the emotional support and confidence to achieve their dreams. My wife and I were married over 20 years ago, but that's in the past. Today we are married. That's a present tense verb, implying something that we must do each and every day. What are the keys to a great marriage? Look for a spouse and always strive to be a spouse who is humble, purpose-driven, and measured. Above all, a good spouse endeavors to bring out the very best in their better half without seeking personal accolades. May you forever strive to be married, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf. Yeah.